Employer brand isn't something you sprinkle on your recruiting like magic fairy pixie dust to kind of make it better. It is both a craft and a calling. If that's the kind of work you want to do with your employer brand, come join me, James Ellis, at the Talent Cast. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Why's it got to rain? From the rain-soaked desert in Scottsdale, Arizona, you're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese podcast, a.k.a. Right Said Fred and Seth Rogen. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Right Said Fred. I'm too sexy for my (laughs) shirt. On this week's show is indeed going full gig. Slack continues to take it in the nuts. And hello, Supreme Court. It's us, LinkedIn. Yep, I just dropped a Judy Bloom reference. We'll be right back after we pay a few bills. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. And we're back. And we're back. back. Recording at the iSIMS yearly analyst slash VIP slash customer event. That thing. And uh, it, it just wanted to rain in scottsdale arizona one of the one of the 30 days a year that it rains here uh we get two of them so yeah whatever yeah not not good for my golf game not to be able to get out there but my massage game is rocking with uh this indoor activities uh nice. gotta give a shout out to the to the mas- the masseuse that uh worked my jerome tight, my tight areas his, his name was jerome right <laughs> <laughs> jerome and bubba worked me over Oh, man, it's been a long couple of days. It has. Uh, so, shout outs. Yes. Big shout out to ISEMS, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, class organization, class people, class product. Um, always have a good time with them. You get you get the jersey attitude with, you know, yeah. the soft touch of, of in, tech. In, in literally opening the kimono. And it, Susan just said that on stage. Yeah. This is... You know, this is where we open up the kimono. It's kind of a naughty a, thing. I'm surprised in the Me Too era that we can say <laughs> open the kimono so Susie freely. Susie Vitalik can say whatever she That's wants. That's true. She She's, can. Yeah, she, she, can. she can do that. Uh, big shout out today to Matt Charney. It's his birthday. So he's turning 70. Stay young for and live forever, Matt. <laughs> we young, love you, Matt. man. Oh, 
This next one is kind of weird. So Robert Half, big shout out to the number one job board on Robert Half's new list. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out. Guess who it was? Uh, was it Robert? It was Robert Half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you can look for jobs on Robert Half's website. All of the different, there's a huge staffing company, so they, they have to use all these platforms. And then to be able to rank themselves number one on a list, I thought was fucking outstanding. Usually you try to be a little more incognito when you when you do these lists and want to promote yourself. Yeah, but. you're in staffing, you just do what the <laughs> fuck you want. That's just how shit works. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pity the fool that reads that and doesn't make the connection that it's self-serving. <laughs> Uh, man, well, who was who else was on the list? I don't know. I just I had to stop right there because that that just that blew the whole list for me. Yeah, I think somebody commented, uh, you know, hello, uh, 2012 call. They want their <laughs> job board list back or something. As if Robert Half's job board was even on the list in 2012. <laughs> no doubt. Shout out to Colin Day. Oh yes, ISM CEO uh, was kind enough to have dinner with us yeah. yesterday at the event. Um, always nice to see him. Uh, success couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. So oh, yeah. Colin, shout out to you. Colin's a great guy. I mean, he is one of the, one of the industry leaders who he was a recruiter and all the way up through the ranks. I mean, they just stuck to their guns, uh, on the applicant tracking system and what they do. And, and, and they will say that, Hey, we haven't done it right all of these years, but mm -hmm. we feel like we were getting it right now. Uh, and that's, and that's really cool for somebody to, to just be again, that transparent mm -hmm. and talk about, you know, where they feel like they were off the rails for a minute. Yep. And I love that this may bleed into ISIM's roundup, but I might forget. I love that his sort of opinion of new tech, um, and where things are going is sort of a wait and see approach. Uh -huh. um, he's very calculated in, in terms of what they do technologically. And it's really easy to get sort of caught up in AI and ML and automatic and, every, and programmatic and yeah. everything and just like start launching stuff uh, willy nilly. And, and they don't do that. Uh, his comment, I think, in the presentation was, look, um, when the clients are you know, bringing out the pitchforks. That's usually about the time <laughs> that we should, you know, start building and launching products. So I, I, I appreciate that approach. I don't 100% agree on that one. Um, long list of quick shout outs, just so that you guys know, you feel free on LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, to follow us or connect with us. Uh, Will Capper over at direct apply, Karen, Lurie at Live Hire, James Anderson at Peachy Mondays. Yes, that's a company. Uh, Mike Ferlano, I think it is, over at Zip. And uh, a, a bunch of people this week actually connected. That happens all the time. I don't give enough shout outs to that. So I wanted to be able to say, feel free. We love the engagement. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to the job board doctor. Oh, yeah. Who's been quiet for a while. Uh, he he came, napping. He came out of the woodwork and uh, enjoyed last week's commentary on Paul Forster and some other things. So, uh, doctor, good to have you back. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to Christy Robinson. So she is the head of TA from eSure. Well, hello, Mrs. Robinson. Hello, Mrs. Robinson. Um, yeah, so she actually did a pod with us. We're going to be launching that, who knows, maybe in the next month or so. But I uh, really appreciate her coming on. And after listening, it was hilarious because she agreed to come on the show. And then I asked her, have you ever heard this show? And she just kind of looks at me. I'm like, okay, go listen to a show before <laughs> did you, you pick get the on. the show that she listened to? Yeah, oh, I did. You did? Okay. Yeah, it was one of the. It was one of the more you know. It was the crib builder WWE segment that got her 
giggling and uh and and so that set the bar you know pretty high and, and yeah so so anyway we had we had a blast with that uh adam at apley chap chat that oh, guy yeah. just that guy just cracks me up <laughs> uh his firing squad dropped this week yeah to, to needless to say we have opposing opinions uh on his business and what he's doing but that kid just cracks me up every time i see his picture so adam here's to you buddy shout yeah. out not about what he's doing i love what he's doing and I love that uh, he's a 22-year-old kid. Yeah, we just love that he's a, a 22-Irish oh kid and living amazing. in Mexico City. Yeah, but I felt I felt it was my it was my obligation to be able to, to sure to and you'll you'll hear it on the firing squad. Father figure in full effect <laughs> with exactly uh, Chad right. Sowash. That's exactly right. Uh, topics. You think we're ready for topics? Let's do the show, man. Okay, so we're gonna jump into the 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 Isom's roundup. Sure. And as you know. Pretty much when we got to Scottsdale, obviously it's an entirely different feel than going to New Jersey. A little bit, you think? <laughs> you think? So Isom's making that big change, and they've got beautiful headquarters, right? Um, making that big change, and then also uh, really melding the their clients with us, mm-hmm. the quote unquote analysts. Yep. Uh, that was really cool because we had an opportunity at lunch and breakfast and at drinks to talk to their clients and not just about what they're doing but also about the content that was happening on stage and that was it was more of an immersive type of uh experience as opposed to how it was in last year's sure and and analysts get tired of hearing each other talk um, it's good to have a, a, a second opinion on some of this stuff. Yep. I uh, Obviously, they survey the attendees, and, and we'll see if they sort of cross the streams again next year. But I would, I would be kind of surprised if the employers uh, don't prefer sort of an intimate meeting with just them as opposed to loudmouth analysts and opinionated bloggers and podcasters yeah i don't know okay we'll we'll figure it out we'll, we'll see how it out. we'll see how it turns out next year yes if we're invited back we'll see <laughs> which I is think, which think, is very much in limbo at the moment yeah i think i think uh, susan's already said you're not allowed yeah back. i'm pretty much blackballed <laughs> from isim's events so so w- one of the one of the cool stats that they shared with us and we're gonna have to get deeper into this is that it's six hundred and eighty dollars per day per job that is open for mm-hmm. a company, and that's an average that they've been able to pull together um, with their with their clients. I thought that was awesome because when we're talking about talent acquisition and we're talking about the actual company's bottom line, uh, we don't talk enough about numbers sure. and the bottom line, right? And and this is this is actually a figure that. Let's figure out how they came up with it, but it's a figure we can start taking to the C-suite and saying, hey, this is what you're losing because you're not doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, the Unleash panel where uh, Sainsbury, I forget his name, yeah. uh, mentioned, you know, Chris, your, Ray. Your, your numbers guy is your best friend. And yep. if you want to get a seat at the table, uh, you know, bring them along. And to me, this is this is ISIMS giving you some ammunition oh, yeah. to go to the C-suite and, and get a voice in terms of dollars and cents for uh, for getting HR um, at the table. And I think that was $147 million that Chris Ray over at Sainsbury's actually had, had calculated that their candidate experience could cost them that amount of money in consumer goods because they are a grocery store. Your memory is better than mine. We'll just go with that. that is, we'll go with that. That is amazing. But again, those are the conversations we need to have. Those are business conversations. Yep. Not the cost per hire bullshit that a CEO doesn't know about or even care about. They need to know how much money they're losing on a daily basis from a production standpoint, what have you, and 
also from a consumer goods and services standpoint from experience. Yep. Another standout uh, highlight for me in this during this event was uh, I had talked about Bullhorn's new marketplace. Oh yeah. Uh, in last week's show, and and I, I have a strong opinion on making people pay to be on the platform. iSims was very quick to respond to say that theirs is is free, <laughs> which it it hasn't always been. I think that's a somewhat of a new a new thing. But when you get someone like iSims, um, which is big, it's a huge ATS, say, we're going to allow people in free. The only hurdle they have to clear is they actually have to have an iSims client using their product, um, which I think is a fair hurdle that people should have to clear. Yeah. But to me, this this says to every other ATS out there, like, hey, we we appreciate the fact that startups can can make apps on our, our platform. Um, you know, you should take take some of the barriers out of your um, whether it's pricing or whatever it is to get people uh, enable people to put products and services on their platform is a fantastic thing. And I also think um, you know, you and I talk about the one platform to rule them all. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's hard to think, oh, Google's going to be the one platform or such. You know, LinkedIn and Microsoft. But when you start talking about an ATS platform where every third-party service that you use and enjoy is on that one platform, you know, maybe you're ch- maybe changing your mind that there can be a one-stop shop yeah. as long as the platform is robust and everyone's welcome. Yeah, I think their Unify platform, so this marketplace, is pretty awesome because, like you'd said, they have made the only barrier to entry is that you're working with one of their clients. And at that point, this becomes a awesome strategic play for M&A, right? So you have all of these companies, whether they're startups, not startups, to be able to get into the ISIMS platform in a standard integration or a prime integration. And I would I would definitely say if you can get to the, the prime integration, yeah. get there because you're sharing much more data and they can see, and especially if you're looking to get you know acquired. Yep. But uh, yeah, overall, I just think it's incredibly smart so from the startups that we've talked about or we've talked to over the years, uh, we've always said, get these integrations, get mm-hmm. them in deep. And this is an awesome example of exactly what we've been saying. They are monitoring how you are doing. Yep. And going back to my comment about Colin being very prudent in terms yeah. of what they launch. Yes. The App Store enables them to see what's growing, what's successful, what clients want, and, and enables iSIMS in this case to make an acquisition as opposed to building that themselves. Yeah. And to me, that's a that's a sound strategy. We saw that with Text Recruit. We saw that with Jive um, this past year. So that's, to me, a smart, a smart idea. And it makes um, a- allowing people to put apps on your site or on your platform for free that much smarter because it's insight into your next acquisition and your next growth strategy. Right, right. I think around the programmatic, uh, companies don't really understand it, which is why they go to their agencies to do this. So they're not going to come out with the pitchforks, like 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 you were saying. So I think <laughs> this is a this is an entirely different kind of an anomaly to their current strategy, where hey, you know the the people will vote on it and whatnot. Well, they don't even know what it is and that's out there, but it can save them a shit ton of cash. Um, so I think this could be a great opportunity for them to standardize yeah. programmatic in a core platform. So I think I, I really I really think that their strategy is sound, no question. But you have to take a look at some of those anomalies that are yeah. that are big out there. Yeah. Plus, no one loves data like you do. 
And <laughs> it's one thing to hear people like us say, this is the future. Yeah. It's another thing to say, hey, based on our marketplace, here is the future and here's what we should get involved in. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. I do love that. And I will also mention that if you're ever at the Four Seasons in Scottsdale, make sure you have the carne asada because it's <laughs> amazing. It is freaking And I've had amazing. some beef in my life and this stuff was whew, very nice. So the the, the Ignite UX is, yep. is another, well, UI for their user experience is another, is another big change. Uh, some of the analysts weren't really big on it. Yeah. Um, and, and I can understand from the standpoint of usability, just as long as they aren't adding clicks just to make it more pretty, uh, that makes more sense. Um, I don't think they're doing that. I could be 100% wrong. But I, I do, back in, my, back in my quote unquote very short applicant tracking system life, yep. um, when WOW employers, the, one of the worst names ever, uh, came out as um, an ASP, one of the very first ASP mm-hmm. uh, applicant tracking systems, I went to a client, thing thing was set up to look like Microsoft Outlook, kind of like Microsoft uh, products, which really were ugly as fuck. Sure. Um, I went to a, a big perspective client that we're going to hopefully drop a, a big a big contract on and they said the use the, the the usability was great the, the 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 thing that really sucked was it just it, it was hard on the eyes and to be able to have a system that you're looking at eight hours a day or maybe even more sure um th- that actually comes into uh, that that comes to impact the, the the decision and i till that point never thought about really being in a system that long and i think this is a great decision for them what do you yeah think? and I, I i agree update and and let's agree isims has been around for a long time oh, yeah i mean they've never been trailblazers in design um to say the least yeah. but in addition to the the recruiter side of it i think rethinking what the job seekers experience is um is even that much more important because as as consumers good design is like the lowest bar that you need to clear, right? Yeah. And if if the representation of companies' career sites is shit, then people's opinion of the company site as well as your platform is going to be shit. So the redesign was was welcome, um, but I also think a, ne- a, ne- a necessity in this in this world that we live in yeah. of like everything has to be fucking Uber, everything has to be <laughs> Airbnb, everything has to be you know cutesy and easy and uh, linear, as Colin I think mentioned. Yeah. Everything is like you can only do this and you can only do this and then go to another yeah. page. You can only do this, but it has to look good, and they've made strides to do that, which is great. Yeah, I think Ron asked a good question. So the 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 current president and interim CEO, uh, he asked, so who has a great experience out there that we should look at? And I mean, we all just kind of thought, yeah, what does look good? Yeah. And and and, and Uber was one of those. Lyft was one of those because mm-hmm. it is fairly simple. But thinking about the actual. Uh, user experience that you do have and, and enjoying that experience. What platforms do you use? Um, I'd like to hear from our listeners on that one. Yeah, and particularly mobile. I mean, more and more job search and interaction and, and engagement is mobile. So yeah. making sure that experience is kick-ass is really important. Indeed. Indeed goes gig. Indeed maybe. goes gig. So we've, we've talked about this a little bit. We kind of saw this happening with SIFT. Yep. 
And we've seen Indeed throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall uh, in the past year, which they have to, you know, to their credit. Yeah. Good. You know, yeah, uh, they have to and good for them. You know, their forefathers did not do similarly when they were Indeed was kicking their ass. So yeah. uh, good for them. But yeah, uh, spotted by our buddy Chris Russell um, since June of this year, Indeed uh, kind of quietly launched gigs.indeed.com. No announcement. <laughs> we assume it's just sort of a test thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he got wind of it, although he's always sticking his nose in places he shouldn't. <laughs> it's uh, it's by no means an Upwork, Fiverr um, sort of platform of what you think of a, a gig site would be. Um, it really is sort of a, a job board with jobs that are sort of historically thought of as um, you know, gig jobs. So right. dishwashers, um, you know, real estate agents, things like that. So, and, and also there are very few jobs on it, like literally less than a thousand. So this is, this is either somebody, you know, throwing shit or as Chris, uh, speculates in his post that with the acquisition of SIFT, maybe this is part of a bigger, thing that that indeed will launch at some point um in terms of taking on the gig economy so we'll have to watch that but uh they've definitely launched it um you know it's not on a weird url or anything i mean it's on indeed yeah so this is something to watch into the next year and we will be watching do you think it's a smart move yeah i think it, it i think it's always a smart move to take a look at uh the, the different ways people are working yep uh, whether it's it's helping somebody find a side hustle or what whatever it is i think it's i think it's a good idea especially if you're in the world of work um they have been really focused on fte mm-hmm. and so you know part-time yeah, sure. types of your traditional types of jobs i think it's smart for them to to do that especially again if you have a platform like sift mm-hmm. this is going to be you know this is really going to be how i would assume you start to transform indeed into something entirely different which would be really cool yeah it, to me it'll be interesting i i think this is definitely somewhere that they're going to go whether or not it's a full-on you know we make we pay them and you bring right. money in to to uh to aggregate or to uh, leverage workers um whether or not uh, they go full bore into like Upwork competition or Snag, um, which we've talked about before, right? Um, I think is to be is to will be interesting. And I think secondarily, do they keep the Sift brand and grow it out to this new sort of platform, or do they just take the tech from Sift and put it on this new gigs.indeed.com URL? Which is it, it looks it looks like it's in beta. Um, it has the basic search. Uh, kind of like browse functionality for specific types of like home health care. Yeah. You know, that kind of it's thing. It's bare bones. It, shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's very the very start of something that might never see really the light of day. Yes, it may never be promoted. But um, to me, this is a place they probably should go. It's a yes. place where, you know, if you're looking at where is Google for jobs not going to go, it's probably competing with Upwork and Uber and things like that. So right. from that perspective, it's probably a good strategic move to get into the gig economy. Excellent. So who do we need to hear from? Who do we need to hear from? I think we'd need to hear from Sovereign. I love Sovereign. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. 
make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. And we're back. We're back. So last week on the weekly show, I actually asked because of the whole Google coming into the space. I feel like, like not having beers for this show is a bad thing, but I guess it's too late at this point. Um, they came into the space uh like madmen. I mean, they, they had three products and they were slamming them down. Triple threat. Yeah. And then, and then now they, you know, they, they, they pull higher off the table, even though we hear that it was, a, it was a good, if not great product. Sure. Go back and listen to our interview. Yeah. Uh, frame with, store. Uh, yeah. Frame store. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. It was a product. They were really excited to be in yep. that won't exist next year at this time. Correct. So my question was, you know, I'm not really feeling that much from, you know, Google for jobs or anything like that. And I might have spurred Chris on. I don't know. But Chris Russell then uh, wrote a post and, and he was speaking with some staffing companies and some marketing companies and whatnot. Yeah. And Chris has his own sites as well. Yeah. That he monitors. So he, he had this one uh, quote from. Uh, Matt Lozar, friend of the show from Haley Marketing, said he can confirm that our clients for Google for Jobs peaked in July, uh, but has decreased the past few months. Could just be cyclical at the end of the year. Or it's, cyclical. Yeah, cyclical, cyclical. It's about 3% for traffic source. So mm-hmm. that, that kind of kind of getting some some inputs from uh, organizations who have multiple clients, I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. And all the job boards that pay attention to Chris and love Chris yeah. love hearing these kinds of posts. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, for sure. Not However, enjoy hearing this. Uh, Colin Day here at ISEMS uh, gave a, a keynote or a presentation yesterday. And, and one of my questions to him was, look, last year you were super bullish on Google for Jobs. Um, sort of what's your opinion today? Are you still bullish on what they're doing? And his comment was absolutely. Um, and basically what he's seeing is, sort of a slow march Google for jobs keeps getting bigger and bigger and more important in terms of traffic driven. You know, he said they'll, they'll go in and look at the top sites and you know, a year ago they were number six and then a few months later, like they pop up to number five and so, and so forth. And, um, uh, Susan Vitale CMO mentioned, uh, after he spoke that, uh, Google for jobs is now the number three, uh, referral for jobs on their clients' websites. And right. this is real data. This isn't yeah. speculative. Um, followed by LinkedIn and then followed by number one Indeed. But rest assured from the ATS perspective and ISIM's perspective, Google is marching on this sort of steady growth yeah. for Google for jobs. And my personal theory is that is that job seekers are learning to go directly to the company site because more times than not, if they go to a job site, they have to go back to the company site anyway. So the behavior Oops. of Google for jobs users is I'm going to find out what the direct link to the employer is, and I'm going to click on that to apply, which would lead to less traffic to the job boards, which is primarily, I'm guessing who Chris Russell is talking to. Well, he did talk to a staffing company. And um, w- one thing you have to remember is that Early on, 
not a whole lot of companies got into Google for Jobs, whether they're vendors or staffing companies or what have you. So if you are, if there's a small pool of actual jobs, you're going to get a, a, a greater share of the traffic, right? Fairly simple. What's happening is all the, you know, markups and everything like that, Isom's gets involved. They throw thousands of, of uh, customers into that. So, I mean, yeah. if you're seeing a drop, that drop could be, that's organic. I mean, because you have more in the system. Just makes sense. Not to mention, I really believe that too many companies are looking for that silver bullet where they don't have to buy Indeed anymore. And, and that's just not going to happen, especially right out of the gate. So is Google for Jobs you know, something that you should be involved in? Of course. Mm -hmm. But you also need to take a look at these other programmatic platforms and look at different ways to diversify your traffic. Because if you're not doing that and you're just waiting for that one big site to come up, all you're doing is continuing the cycle of dependency where before it was Monster, and that was the number one. And it was like, oh, no, 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 then, then career builder. And then, no, it's like, stop doing this yeah. to yourself. I believe the, the decrease in traffic to job boards is part of Google's master plan of no, <laughs> of like no click search. Tarquin's right? here. We'll ask him. He, um, he won't answer. He it, won't but, answer yeah. us. Uh, so the, the, you know, the writing on the wall in terms of your job site to say, how do I get traffic in more different and, you know, unique ways you should have been doing that long, long before this, but that is really important now and underscored, um, because what, you know, what happens if Google starts, um, allying themselves with all the ATSs and saying, how do we build, you know, one click apply right directly to the ATS. So then I'm a job seeker. I'm on Google for jobs. I'm looking at the entire job. And then there's like a one click button right into the ATS that I can start. I can have a Google account profile. And then that sends my stuff directly to the ATS directly to the company. At that point, the job boards are severely screwed. Uh, because you're not going to the job board site, you're right. not applying through the job board site, you're just staying on Google and applying directly yeah. from from them. And I think that's probably something that they've thought about. I don't think they have. I, I don't. I think that it all comes down to the best experience overall, yeah. and they're tracking the experience. So if the experience is better on a job site, then that, that job site's going to rank better because it's all about the experience no matter what. So the content is the content, but the experience is entirely different. So yeah. I, I believe what job boards, job sites, whatever the fuck you want to call them, what they should be doing right now is focusing on their experience, not having candidates go through hoop after hoop after hoop, but making it a great experience for them. And that's how you win. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't personally believe that, that, that theory just build an awesome virtual reality solution <laughs> and people will flock to your job site i also think there's going to be a lot of antitrust issues you know uh, that's what chris said google's moving beyond this is a bigger google story than but jobs this, but this is search yes is so search. so google's antitrust headaches have mostly been pay-per-click yeah but it's moving into you know, like they're screwing over Yelp, they're screwing over any, you know, weather site, uh, rental site, reservations, like no one's going to these sites anymore because Google has all the content on Google. So if, if, if there's antitrust that comes out and, and the, the courts decide that Google can't just take sites contents and just, you know, make it available on Google without having uh, attribution or sending people to the sites of, of origin, then 
that's not going to happen on Google for jobs. But if the, they don't get antitrust cases, um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. But in a perfect world, I don't, I don't think Google wants you to leave Google ever. No, but it, I also think that their big play for defeating antitrust in this space was killing Google higher. Uh, and not being that full system, that one system that yep. rules them all, because that is a monopoly at that point. Right now, they can go back and say, you know what, we, we could have gone there. As a matter of fact, we were, so we stopped. Yep. And we're just focusing on what we do, and what we yep. do is search. We're just making publicly available content oh, available on our on our platform. That's exactly yep. right. And talking about antitrust yep. is... Uh, one company that I don't think comes up enough. They're they're smartly, I think, dodging a lot of this. Maybe because of, they have experience. They do. They have. They, they do <laughs> yeah, have experience. Uh, Microsoft is eating slack. Like yeah. A, like a like a fucking boa constrictor, man. Just slowly and just choking them to death, and then they're just going to eat them whole. That's it. Yep. So a little context here. Uh, we talked a little while ago about. Uh, Microsoft Teams surpassing the traffic in terms of daily users yeah. uh, of Slack. Slack has about 12 million users. Yeah. Uh, at the time when we reported it, uh, Microsoft had, had surpassed them and gotten 13 million. Um, it just came out recently that they're at the 20 million uh, users mark. 13 so, million wasn't that long so, ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if I'm Slack, it's, it's going to be really uh, challenging. But, yeah, Microsoft... Um, you know, antitrust issues, I don't know. You know, Facebook has a, a competing product as well. So it's not as if uh, people don't have options in terms of messaging um, at work. But, yeah, in terms of Slack, man, it's that's a tough battle to fight because Microsoft product is integrated into companies already. Yes. It's flip a switch. Now we have a Slack-like product. Yeah. Um, certainly there'll be a, a, a good group of rebellious companies that say we're never going Microsoft, but in terms of growth, good God, Slack has got its work cut out for it. And if the stock continues to dive like it did this week, yeah. um, somebody's going to come in and, and grab them up at uh, clearance prices. Yeah. So that, that could happen next Sit year. Sit back and wait. Watch the watch the freaking uh, Microsoft train roll and just watch <laughs> that freaking stock tank. And then wait for the clearance items, man. That's right. My prediction of Amazon buying Slack <laughs> could still happen, could folks. Could still happen. Could still happen. Excellent. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a little time for Job at X. And then we'll be right back and we're going to talk about LinkedIn. And what is LinkedIn doing or asking of the Supreme Court? Yikes. What the? Nope. Nah. Not for me. All these jobs look the same. Ugh, next! This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs, just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos 
that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job Adx. And we're back. We're back. Whew. LinkedIn asks the Supreme Court of the United States, aka Aye. SCOTUS, um, for uh, the, to to look at the high Q ruling. Yep. Um, so. LinkedIn plans to ask the United States Supreme Court to review a ruling that requires the company to allow its site to be scraped by analytics company HiQ Labs. And just for everybody else that's out there, probably about 10,000 other small companies who do the same damn thing. Not the same thing, but scraping-wise. Back, back to this. The Microsoft-owned social networking service disclosed its plans in court papers filed Thursday with the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, who they haven't had a good track record with. LinkedIn is also asking the Ninth Circuit to pause the lawsuit until the Supreme Court decides whether to hear the case because they know they're going to get smacked down like a bitch by the Ninth. Um, The battle between the two companies began in May 2017 when LinkedIn demanded that HiQ stop scraping data. And HiQ is the David in this David and Goliath. And I mean, they literally, I can't imagine how many funds they've had to put out mm-hmm. to be able to try to fight this. Two, two, over two years. So two questions. One is, does the Supreme Court take this on? Yeah. And I'm not enough of a legislative nerd to know if they will. Obviously, in this country, we know that the Supreme Court takes on really big issues, really big questions, yeah. and, and tries to answer those questions based on the Constitution. So that's the first question. I, I, I tend to think uh, that this, if it's framed as like, this is online data, what happens to it, who has access to it, um, that is, it is a big enough question that the Supreme Court would listen to this case. Uh, the second thing is, will they win if it does go to court or if it does go to the Supreme Court? And you have to look at the makeup of the court, very conservative, um, you know, siding with big business. I think you could probably make that argument. And in that world, I think LinkedIn probably has a pretty good chance to win the case. I do think that whatever ruling, if they take this on, is going to have widespread very widespread uh, implications to sites and scraping and who owns data and server, you know, server traffic and how all that stuff is organized. So if they take it on, it's going to be a super interesting thing to watch uh, heading into next year. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it does go to Supreme Court. I kind of do, too. And I think it'll go the other way. And here's why. Small business. Um, this is how small businesses actually They're not using LinkedIn's data because that's not LinkedIn's data, right? That is the candidate's data. So therefore, they're actually using that data to be able to, again, whether in Haikyuu's standpoint, predict certain things or what have you. Um, This could prospectively negatively impact thousands of small businesses. So if you go into the Supreme Court with, again, more of a conservative uh, panel of judges, then you can really say, hey, look, we're talking about a, a 
a Microsoft-backed company. So we're talking about a huge, big corporation sure. that is trying to stamp out not just one little guy, thousands of little guys. Yeah, and I think that'll be a big question for the Supreme Court is how does this stifle innovation? Yeah. And we're looking at a world Very where much. you know a handful of tech companies yeah. are primed to basically own everything yeah. that innovation dies in that world. So yeah, yeah guys I, like Seekout who just won our our death match. Correct. Right? Correct. Impacts a lot of companies yeah. all over the place. Um, so yeah, I, I do hope this goes to the Supreme Court and I'll be watching it closely and, and hats off to Hi Q for again taking on this battle. Yes. I'm not sure how they're bankrolling uh, the the legal bills, but um, good for them for fighting this good fight. They may they may go down in history as a, uh, a serious David to the Goliath of Microsoft and yeah. LinkedIn. If you're one of those small companies that is scraping data from LinkedIn and you are not giving money to HiQ for their for their for this law, this battle, this court battle, then that's what you do right now. You give them a call, you write them a check because they are fighting for you and your business livelihood. That's right. When you're making out the uh, holiday cards to your <laughs> VIPs and uh, close friends. Uh, this year, make sure you send Haikyuu a little love uh, this holiday season uh, in their fight against LinkedIn and Microsoft, if you're in support of what they're doing. And that being said, we out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out!